Father, we exalt your name because, Lord, you are good and, Lord, your mercy is forever. Father, Lord, we just bless your holy name because, Lord, even, even in our faithfulness, Lord, you remain faithful. Who is like unto you, O God? Lord, there is no more. Thank you, O God, for the privilege to be in your presence. Spirit of God, we invite you. Lord, we ask that you will speak to us. Lord, that our lives will not remain the same. Lord, you will transform us, O oh God. Father, you will make us better than how we were yesterday. Father, Lord, you will increase us. You will take us from one level of glory to the next. Father, Lord, we ask that you will come and honor your word. Glorify yourself, O oh God. Father, for your children have prayed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we just put our hands together for Jesus? He's worthy. Thank you. Praise God. Wow. Well, um, I just know that this is a privilege to be standing here. Not, I never imagined this. I'm always imagining myself singing. So now I'm not singing. God <laughs> uh, is awesome. Well, welcome to Tribe. Um, today I'll be talking about mercy. Mercy. God's mercy for life and for living. I'm sure we all have our outlines. By this time last week, I didn't know, I didn't have an idea of what would be happening today. But we have a God that knows the end from the beginning. And I think he wants to just remind us about you know, things that we just take for granted. His mercy. The opening scripture there is Lamentations 3, verse 22 to 23. It says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. When I read this, I mean, this is a popular verse we all read, you know. That means God has so much in him that we are still to take advantage of. It says his mercies begin afresh each morning. Sometimes I feel that we hold back on God, you know, thinking that ah, I've asked too much, oh, let this his um, mercy not finish. He says his mercies begin afresh each morning. And I was asking myself, so what can these mercies be? You know, 
good health, strength, grace, direction. Sorry, that is not in the notes. These are the things that, you know, that went through my mind while I was, you know, preparing. So all the things that we need to start our day, to face our challenges, the Lord expects us to ask because his mercies, they are new every morning. He has a new strength. He has, he has a new mercy for every need. All we need to do is take advantage of what God has said. So we'll look at some definitions, some descriptions of what mercy can be. I wrote out a few. Okay. I said that mercy can be described as something we don't receive. As something we don't receive in brackets, God's wrath, even though we deserve it. A due punishment, but because of God's mercy, we don't receive it. That's what mercy is about. Something we don't receive, which could be God's word, even though we deserve it. Another definition, we could say, mercy can be described as having compassion or forbearance to an offender that deserves punishment. So you're showing compassion, you're showing forbearance to an offender that deserves punishment. Then the last one here, I said that God's free will decision to be kind to those who are under his authority and power would also describe that as mercy. It's God's free will. He does it as he chooses. He's kind to those he chooses to be kind. But as I was studying, I realized that Jesus did not commit any sin. But he died for us. And at this point, I was saying that uh, God turned his back on him because of us. Do we know the time in history where God was unfair? I said at Calvary. God was merciless on the innocent Jesus Christ. While pouring out his mercy on those who are guilty. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is the God that we serve.
It's such a sacrifice. We can't even imagine it. Your only son. You know how we are parents. We are so protective of our children. So protective. We don't even know when we react because it's, it's just, it's in us to protect. You know? But this was God watching his son for no sin of his just because of us. So we can't take it lightly. There are so many people, you know, that are living their lives like, you know, what are these Christians doing? Jesus died for us. He died for the world that they may be saved. It cannot be taken lightly. So a lot of people have heard the word. They have been hearing about the gospel. But they're just going on as if nothing happened. Somebody gave his only son to die. It cannot be taken for granted. Then while I was still studying about mercy, I said, okay, how many times is this mercy self in, in the Bible? Looking at um, the King James Bible, we have 273 mercies. So that means we have not asked for the mercy of God enough. I don't think we have asked up to 50. So there's so much room to ask from God for his mercy. But I think sometimes we just want to do it by ourselves. We just, we just want to do it our own way. But he has made provision from his word for his mercy. His mercy is so great. And I pray that God will help us to be able to take advantage of that mercy. I always, I always call on the mercy of God because I don't see myself as, you know, I say, God, you know, you know everything about me. The God that we serve it's not somebody we can deceive. So we cannot form to be righteous before him. He's the one in his mercy that made us righteous. We'll move on. Mercy is an attribute of God. When we discover maybe we just discover a new part of God. It does not mean that because we discovered it, that he just became it. He has been there. We just came into that relationship with him. I got all these flash messages about how scientists have discovered some radio wave somewhere and you know they are so happy that they discovered it it has been there since 
So I think they should be looking for the God that put it there. It has been there since. You discovering that um, God is awesome does not now make him awesome for you. He has been awesome since. So being merciful as an attribute describes a quality of God. And it's not just a quality of God. It's one that God requires of his people. One of the things that God has given us the opportunity to also express ourselves as Christians. He also wants us to be merciful. I found that, that other religions, they don't believe in all this uh, forgiveness and all these things. It's usually an eye for an eye. There's no, you know, we are usually, we are sweet Christians. Other religions, they don't forgive. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. They believe in revenge. They keep records of wrongs. Unlike other false religions in the world which worship other gods, they show no mercy, they show no love, they show no compassion. But our God, according to Exodus 34, verse 6 and 7, it says, The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. What a mighty God we serve. He's full of mercy, of compassion, of grace, of long-suffering. We know how, you know, that our brother, after long-suffering, we have entered into extra grace required. We know how it is. We know, you know, but God, he's full of it. He waits for us. He watches us, he will tell you, oh, look, this thing you are going to do, this is how it will be, but we'll still go. We'll fall into that pit. We'll come out, he will still be there waiting for us. And he will still take us back. That's the God that we serve. He's full of mercy. So we'll be looking at some characteristics of the mercy of God. The list is so long. The first one, we'll read 2 Samuel 24, verse 14, the NKJV version, New King James Version. And David said to God, I am in great distress. 
please let us fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. Hmm. So, the first characteristic we are looking at is God's mercy is great. Is inexhaustible. It doesn't finish. David realized this and said, ah, I know my God, I know my Father. His mercy is great, he will forgive me. But man, ha, God, please oh, don't allow me to fall into the hands of man. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. You know, who can know it? Sometimes when we read scriptures like that, we begin to imagine, can people actually be desperately wicked? When the word of God says it, that means people can be desperately wicked. So David realized this. And he said, "Ah, I know my, my father, I know I have messed up, I know I've done wrong. But even in this judgment that is going to judge me, I know he will show me mercy. That is the God that we serve. Then we can also look at Psalm 86, verse 5. It says, For the Lord you are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call on you. The Lord is ready to forgive. If he's ready to forgive, that means he knows we are going to err. So he's ready to forgive. We should, we should just be ready to come to him because he's ready to forgive. That is how great his mercy is. He says that his mercy is abundant to all those who call on him. So it's important that we call on him. It's like we forget sometimes, you know, that we can call on God. We just want to go through everything. Then it's, I mean, it's when everything is now upside down. That's when we now remember we should have prayed. I think we should start to pray from the beginning so that he can make sure things don't go out of hand. Because he's there, he's ready. He's ready to forgive. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. I, I, I know that God is speaking to somebody because I know he's speaking to me. He's speaking to me right now. Psalm 145, verse 8. Still the NKJV version. It says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Great in mercy. There's no lacking in his mercy. 
And while I was studying, I was just asking God, I said, this is your mercy. What's it about? You know? See, in God's mercy, you find direction. In the mercy of God, there's so much in the mercy of God. I don't know if there's anybody here who have a question. Can you think of any time when you thought God had had enough of you, but he still came through for you again? You were even tired of yourself, but God was still there for you. All right, it's time for people to talk now. I've been talking. Praise God. All right, so I need someone to share, you know. A time where, I mean, you messed up once, you messed up twice, three times, four times. The fifth one, you gave up on yourself, but God was still there, and he brought you back. All right. Okay, I can see Mama Amado. Good evening. Good evening, Ma. Thank you very much. Yes, Ma. Uh, there was this time in my life that um, I was passing through much problem. Problem was so much that um, I was even accusing God himself. And there was a time I fed up on that problem. And I said, well, let me just sit down at home and see what would be the outcome of this problem. Because our God is a merciful God. He's a compassionate God. In his own infinite mercy, God shows me his mercy. I don't want to go into it so much, because if I should go into it, we won't leave this place today. <laughs> and I thank God because of his mercy, Amen. even me accusing him, saying all sorts of, that I needed not to say, because of this problem. And God still have mercy, and sent somebody that I have never met before in my life, I've never seen this woman before. I've never met this woman before. But because of the mercy of God, this woman was able to locate me and that problem was solved. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Amen. That is why I don't joke with the word of God. And that is why I don't joke with God himself. Since then, no. I said, ah, this God, hmm. ah, I don't know how to describe him. He's a merciful God. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right, we have one more person. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, um, back in the days, um, that's 2006, um, two six two seven. 
had this habit of always drinking alcohol and serious alcoholic, as in a day if I don't drink and get myself drunk, I'm not myself. It was that bad. You know, I could go all day just drinking, drinking, drinking. Went on one year, two years, three years. I became a pro. If I don't drink a day, it's like I'm not myself. I didn't know I stopped it anyway. But I think that was God's mercy. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Do we have one more person or we can go on? All right. We have uh, Pastor Lola in front. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I, want, I want to just share something. At, um, with the U.S. Embassy, there was a record I, I had falsified many, many, many years ago. And I knew I needed to correct that record. And I had a few op opportunities over the years to do so, and I did not do it. And last year, I decided that, in fact, I think last year, I had an opportunity to do it again. And I, and I developed cold, cold feet, I called pastor, and I was like, well, you have, to, you have to do the right thing now. And I went to God and I said, Lord, show me mercy. At this point, more than ever, I need to be able to go in and out with, um, with um, ease. And I corrected the record and just trusted God and just and asked for mercy and you know, trusted that he would do it for me. And God came through for me. Yeah. Praise God. I corrected the record. I got my visa. I'm able to go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do we still have anyone or we can move on? Okay. One, two more. Okay, two more people. Then we'll move on. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, this happened so many years ago before I became um, a Christian. So in a way, I thought, okay, probably falls under this. I remember them. There are six of us siblings my uh, firstborn was the first to actually give his life to christ when he went to the secondary school a boarding house and i would recall that before any one of us left the house for school then my parents would call us and say when you go to school we are baptist you don't have anything to do with the with the su's students you know those people that call themselves born again we serve god they don't serve god better than we do and all those warnings and things like that so our firstborn was the first to go to a boarding school. And then one of the holidays, but then he would come back very quiet, try to share the word of God with us and things like that. And I like to roommate, I like um, arranging the house and roomaging through things. So one day I was roomaging through his wardrobe and I saw the tracks and I was like, oh my gosh, this boy has joined those people. And our parents need to know today. So immediately our parents came back from work that day. I was the very first person and they showed him serious pepper. As in, he was really, really in trouble. And you know, my dad put a lot of um, uh, measures in place and we, we warned you, you know. So I was like, I was like the cause of his persecution. <laughs> but I thank God that today we are all born again. And I'm what I am today only by his grace and his mercy. <laughs> And I thank God he hasn't meted, meted the punishment of my on me. Praise God. Praise God. All right, we have one more person. I 
remember when I was in, um, when I was leaving secondary school to go to, um, I was supposed to go to a university and well, I didn't pass jump and you think the whole world, I mean, like somebody died because I was so sad. So I had to go to um, Yabatek and it was like, I was going to a prison. I was so sad about it. I was not happy at all. Um, by the time I was in ND2, all my lecturers were telling me that you are not a polytechnic product. You need to go to the university. And I was like, no, since God sent me here, I will stay here. I'm not, you know, I was upset with God that he sent me to, I felt he was the one that sent me to the polytechnic. So my sister sent me money to buy jam form, but I kept spending the money. I said, I'm not going to go to, I'm, uh, you know, it was, I was just not happy with God. And eventually one day when he was talking to me, I was like, okay, if you want me to go to the university, you know I've spent the money, so provide the money, you know? And I just went to see, um, I followed a friend to see her uncle. The man did not know me from anywhere. And he said, you girls, you don't belong to that polytechnic. I want you to go to the university. And he gave both of us money to buy jam form, you know? <laughs> And even among the two of us, she, our own direct entry did not fall through. I didn't take it seriously, but God had mercy, and he still helped me to go to university, and I felt he's the mercy of God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. We have all experienced the mercy of God. The next one, the second one, God's mercy protects and delivers. I would like us to read um, Psalm 40, verse 11. Psalm 40, verse 11. It says, Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. Question, have you called on God's mercy to deliver you and protect you? Do we have anyone that wants to share? We've talked about that. If anybody still has, then we'll move on. Number three says, um, let's read um, Romans 9, 15 to 16. Romans 9, 15 to 16. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose. I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can either choose it or work for it. Praise God. Um, God's mercy is God's choice. That's the third one. God's mercy is God's choice. It is a privilege. It's not a right. God's mercy is God's choice. So God chooses who he will show mercy to. It's such a privilege that he has chosen us to be his own. Such a privilege that he has chosen us to serve him, to love him, to know him. God's mercy is God's choice. 
in the ministry of Jesus, here on earth, Jesus walked out the mercy of God on the human level. He was, he came in flesh. He didn't come with wings. He came as a man. But even in that state, he expressed and manifested the mercy of God. Jesus came to show us how. He wanted to show this mercy. When God shows mercy on us, God expects us to show mercy to each other, to our fellow man. Jesus walked out the mercy of God on the human level by his acts of healing, by his miracles. We can read Mark 5 verse 19. It says, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Even in sharing our testimonies, we are declaring the mercy of God. And Jesus came and showed mercy. I was reading a lot about Jesus' miracles. You know, sometimes, you know, I think of Jesus like if he was still maybe if it was here, the pastor of the church, some responses that Jesus gives. Some people say, I'm not coming to this church again. You know, but that's Jesus. And the people that were blessed were still blessed because they knew how to receive from him. They knew how to receive his mercy. Jesus manifested mercy in practical help. Not just in a consoling message of him being sympathetic with their plight. So Jesus didn't come and say, bless you, bless you, bless you. He actually made a difference. He actually made a difference. A lot of us, we encounter people going through a lot of needs, you know, a lot of things. We just give them one sweet message and we leave it there. But Jesus did not just preach. After preaching, he laid hands, he healed, he delivered, he provided food when they didn't have food. So it's not just about a message. This mercy also has a practical work for us to do. As Christian, Matthew 5, verse 7, it says that God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. It's straightforward. Some of us are not just kind, you know. We feel, you know, it makes us any less macho or 
diva by being kind. But we are Christians first. We are Christians before any other title. God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. So I see, you know, every act of kindness we do as a seed because it's coming back to you. When you were in the position to, you know, to make a provision for someone or do something and you held back, like I say to my friends in the choir, I said before you give me any excuse, you know who the excuse is going to first. So before you excuse yourself out of where God wanted to use you, that excuse is going to God. And God knows that, look, it was in your, in your power. You know, it was in your power to do this. It was in your power to, to help this person. It was in your power to make a difference. And you just let it pass. You know. Let's sow seeds of mercy. And we'll surely reap. We will surely reap. We'll call on the mercy of God in our time of need. And God will answer. Amen. All right. So, as Christians, the Beatitudes show that showing mercy is one of the marks of righteousness. If showing mercy wasn't important, it would not come up the way it came up. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It's a mark of righteousness. God values it. Also, to show mercy is characteristic of life in God's kingdom. As children of God in the kingdom of God, it's part of our characteristics to be merciful, to be kind, so when somebody is unkind, when somebody is, you know, brash, and the question to ask is, first of all, is the person saved? Does the person belong to this kingdom or is still in the other kingdom and we need to convert him? Pray for him for, you know, salvation, first of all. Some people say they want to keep uh, Christianity aside first. And you know, deal with the issue. There's, there's, there's nothing, nothing like that. That means you are not saved. Because to show mercy is a characteristic of life in God's kingdom. So, I would like us to read Luke 6 verse 36. It says, we must be merciful just as our Father is merciful. For this mercy 
I think that's the space there. For this mercy not to cease, we must be merciful, just as our Father in heaven is merciful. There are some questions we ask ourselves when we are not experiencing some things in our lives. Have I been, have I been merciful? Have I been kind? Have I been, you know, living my life the way God wants me to live? Because by our own hands, we can stop the mercy of God by just our actions. But to continue and to make sure that mercy doesn't cease, we should just keep showing mercy. And God will show us abundant mercy that people will wonder, say, ah, what is it about this person? It's because of the seeds of mercy that you sow every day. So how do we receive mercy? Like we read in 2 Samuel 24, verse 14. Can we put it up? This is when David was saying, I'm in a desperate situation. David replied to God, but let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. You know, we need to realize Sometimes we are just too full of ourselves. We have to realize. David realized that, Luko, this situation, I have to ask God. We have to realize and ask God for his mercy. Then God will come up and show his mercy to us. Then we should read Matthew 15. 21 to 28. This is quite a long read. It's um, a lady that was asking Jesus for healing. It says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A gentle woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply. Let's underline that. Jesus gave her no reply. Not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. This scripture really touched me. 
that Jesus did not answer her a word. I mean, you are talking to somebody. He doesn't say a word to you. The next thing, he starts telling you about uh, dog and things and comparing you. To, you know, at that point, <laughs> said, hey, Jesus, it's enough. You don't have to insult me. Not because, you know, I mean, we know how it, it, it could get. You know, but this was a woman. And I think that, that, that is what can help us when we are looking up to God for something. We should look at the end. We should look at the end. After all these things I'm going to go through, my daughter will be healed. That was what was in her mind. If it's for me to beg, I will beg. If it's for me to plead, I will plead. You know, even from that dog, you know, everything, she still brought out what will bring her healing. Some of us at that point, we have given up and we have, I mean, we just miss what God, I mean, I was just thinking, I said, Jesus, why did, why did you do that now? You know. And there are some things we go through that Jesus actually tries us. He tests us. What is this girl made up of? You know. Sometimes, you know, when, when I react in a particular way, <laughs> things of God say, I think you are saved. <laughs> you know, so situations actually bring out who we really are. This woman, I mean, even Jesus was touched. Say, ah, ah, what, what great faith. He was touched by her faith. Everything he said, she was still there. You know, imagine... There's a question here that I have. <laughs> so imagine yourself being called a dog or something similar by someone in authority over you. How will you respond? Any experience? Were you holy? Did you make it true? Kindly share. <laughs> Praise God. So does anybody have anything to say about that? I mean, this woman was humiliated. But she stayed in that humiliation and got her miracle. So, okay. At least one person now. I've been talking since. <laughs> we have experienced this thing now. There's a hand. I know. Okay, we have one hand there. That's the only hand we are going to have. There's another hand too. Okay, it's two people, so we can move on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, I remember some time ago in my former place of work, uh, uh, my boss's husband, I was not working for him, but we had to share office. So sometimes he comes and gives me work to do, and I'll be like, 
your wife has told me to do this. In my own mind, though, I, I didn't confront her. So there was this period that I needed to upload something on the portal, and I had a deadline. And he came and gave me so many things to research on. So I now said, okay, if I tell this man to be as if I'm rude, so let me just take my time and finish up. Meanwhile, the wife was calling me to, Talia, have you finished? Talia, blah, blah, blah. So I actually took my time. The next day when I had free time, I downloaded everything that I needed with my own flash. I went to his office, I knocked, and he was like, you stupid girl, is it now that you are bringing this thing? You're so stupid, you're so, I was shaking, you know? I was just shaking, he took the flash, saw it, and just threw it in my face. Like, Father, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> have mercy. You know, I was shaking because I'm doing this thing for free. But God helped me and I held my cool and I went down to sit and I was just crying. But I think God helped me. And after it, the man stopped sending me messages. In fact, he was even recommending me that I'm a good girl, blah, blah, blah. The <laughs> wife should increase my salary. It's God's grace that I passed through that test. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, my words, um, so many years back, um, when I was in deeper life, I, I used to be a choir, and um, I sing at the head church. So um, it's only for midweek services, like Mondays, that we sing in, we call it district, we sing in district church. And you know, then I was passing through a whole lot um, because I had to train myself, and you must be at the rehearsal. You don't have any excuse and we have to go to Bagada, you know, from Aja here to Bagada every Saturday. So it came to a time I couldn't cope. I went to my coordinator then and I spoke to him about it. You know, and all he looked at me and he asked me, um, who asked you to go and join the choir? When you know you are not capable of, um, you know, you know, he said a whole lot of things. I stood there. I stood there because I believe he knows, I was very open to him. I took him them as, as a father to me, you know. I, I looked at him and I was so shocked. And I asked him, I said, but sir, you know everything that has to do. He said, yes, because I really know what has to do with you. And that's why I'm asking you. So if you know you are not fit, just quit. And I, I stood there, I could remember that I was just shaky and I was crying. And I didn't go for two weeks. And he called me. I can never forget. He called me and asked me to come to his house, in the presence of his wife. And he told me, he said, Joy, I know you have basleded. You know, you are... You know, <laughs> you know, when things come from people that... You know, say, I know you have basleded. And the Bible says, you know, you're calling you together with unbelievers. Now I believe you're an unbeliever. You know, if you cannot... And, I, you know, I couldn't stand it. I had to quit. I wrote, you know... I, I can't forget then, I wrote a whole long letter to him, I sent to, you know, other coordinators and tell them, you know what, my coordinator said, I'm no longer a believer, so I believe I'm past leader, so let me go back to where I belong. It was really a trying time for me, you know, because I believed this man knew where I was coming from, he knew all I was going through, and, you know, he said all that. It took God's grace. I remember I cried and I told him, if I miss heaven, the Lord will require my blood from you. I remember I told him that. I remember all that. I told him all that. And, you know, a few months down the line, he came to me, to my house, and he was appealing to me, Joy, you need to come back to where you belong. I don't want God to require your blood from me. No, I know that. But <laughs> it's only to God's grace then. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. Wow. 
God is just so merciful. He's so merciful. I think we have to learn to wait on God. Despite how, you know, it may look. People we're encountering, challenges we are facing. God always has the ultimate plan. I'm always excited about God because, you know, despite all the challenges we go through, I always tell myself, you know, we used to like to play what those days, that God has the joker, you know. So I'm always excited because I say, God, you will soon bring down your joker. I know you. You will soon do it, you know. So despite all we go through, hmm, we should know that God has the joker. And God will always win. Amen. All right. So, the next thing, you must be bold. Even, even in being humble, humble does, being humble does not mean you are timid. You have to be bold to stay in that place of prayer and receive from God. We can read um, Hebrews 4, verse 16. Behind time. 4, verse 16. Okay, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise God. So, we need boldness to approach God to receive his mercy. Amen. Okay. Then... Matthew, Matthew 15, 25, the NKJV version. The last one there is, we receive God's mercy through, through worship. Matthew 15, 25. Matthew 15, 25. God. So receive God's mercy through worship. All right. So verse 25 says, but she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. So her worship opened the door for her. She came again. She could have gone. But she came back with worship. She worshipped him. She knelt down. And God came true for her. Amen. So what happens when we receive mercy? Like we read in Hebrews 4, verse 14, it says, we find grace to help in time of need. So grace is available to us when we receive mercy. Someone um, gave an illustration, trying to give an illustration of what mercy and grace, you know, how you could put it together. Be a criminal condemned, you know, to, to be hung, and he's pardoned, maybe to have a life sentence. That is mercy. Then something again came up and they said, ah, no more life sentence, that he's even, you're even discharged. As if that wasn't enough. 
the governor even said he has he has work for him in his uh, uh, governor's office. You know, mercy came, then grace followed. So when we receive mercy, grace follows. In our time of need, God will show up for us. Amen. Then also, um, what happens when we receive mercy? We're given birth to, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. This is now leading us into salvation. In mercy, we have salvation. Salvation for the lost, for the hopeless. And things that could stop us, stop mercy from flowing to us. We, we talked about it earlier. It says, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So, I mean, just turn the scripture around. Don't show mercy and you will not be blessed, and you will not receive mercy also. And that is how you stop mercy. When you keep holding back, you are also holding back from yourself. You might think, ah, I don't want to show mercy to this person. You are actually holding back the mercy that God wants to give to you because you are not giving mercy. Okay, um, we have a question here. What other thing could hinder us, you know, from receiving God's mercy, from the mercy of God flowing to us. Um, I could say sin. That is why we need Jesus in our life. And um, once we have Jesus, that transforms us. We enter into a place where the mercy of God is abundant for us. God deserves mercy, not sacrifice. We can read Matthew 9, verse 15. Matthew 9, verse 15. Yeah. God deserves mercy, not sacrifice. Okay? So you could do all the work, all the altar work in the house of God. And yet, without mercy, it means nothing. So, I mean... Coming for choir practice, arranging chair, sweeping floor, all those things. But how is your heart? I mean, do you show mercy? Everything we do, what do God say that God desires mercy? Not busy, 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 busy. Busy and mean busy, wicked, and unkind. God deserves mercy. That is what counts before God. The, I think this is the last scripture we'll be reading. Titus 3, verse 3 to 7. Titus 3, verse 3 to 7. Titus 3, verse 3 to 7. God's mercy saves. In the mercy of God, there's salvation. He delivers us from our sin through his mercy. 
That's what the scripture is saying. Okay? Once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to man. Many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and made us, gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Wow. Awesome, 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 awesome. God has promised us salvation, deliverance. He has promised us eternal life. So in the mercy of God, there's salvation. There's eternal life. And calling on the mercy of God attracts heaven's attention. When we call on the mercy of God, heaven is waiting to meet us at the point of our need. I believe God that even as we call on him today, that he will stop. He will listen to our cry. He will meet us at that point of our need. He will show us mercy, abundant mercy, not just small mercy, abundant mercy. We should not be afraid. We should not be worried to ask because he doesn't lack mercy. Amen. I think that is the end. Praise God. Praise God. I have been blessed. I have been blessed. I would like us to just write down the commitment. It says, I commit to showing mercy. I commit to showing mercy to my fellow man. As I continue to experience the depths of love, compassion, and mercy of God all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. I commit to showing mercy to my fellow man as I continue to experience the depths of love, compassion, and mercy of God all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I would just like us to um, just take this short prayer. Can we just bow our heads? I would like us to pray for the mercy of God to prevail over any particular aspect of your life that you've been struggling with and you want to see God come true for you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your mercy. He will come true for us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh.
Tere, 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 Tere,